another episode of Talking Maiden. The podcast of the beast. How you doing, Nesbitt? I'm doing great. Big Ex- episode today. Excited. Yeah, this is yeah. huge. This is pretty big. Yeah, we got Blaze Bailey coming on. The Blaze Bailey. The Blaze. Yep. Kind of a, a defining character for our podcast. Yep. I gotta say, a little nervous, I'm a huge Blaze fan. Yeah, I've, I've become a huge Blaze yeah. fan through this journey. I'm sure people listening to the podcast are well aware of how big of a Blaze fan I am. Yeah, and it's, and it's special timing too because... It's Christmas, and it's also a year of the podcast, essentially. That's right. After this episode, between this episode and next episode, is will be our year anniversary of when we started It's a year recording. Yep. Yeah, but we're well up in our 50s in episodes. We do one a week, but we yep. preloaded before we launched, right? Right. So we've come a long way since we uh, launched. Yeah. So the first ones are a little rough to listen to. I know. If, you're, <laughs> if this is your first um, talking maiden episode you go back you'll see the first few were not too bad um yeah. around the episode eight was when we really upgraded yeah. our gear yeah it's the sound quality of the first ones that are a little yeah. rough and then we kind of got more into yeah. our into our rhythm on how we approach things and yeah we kind of hit our groove well the whole reason we ended up doing the podcast is we were out at my cabin having a few beer yeah and started talking about iron maiden and we got into a very heated discussion yeah talking about like blaze and paul and bruce and maiden and at the end, we were kind of like, we should record this and make a podcast out of it. Yeah. And we were kind of half joking. We circled back on it and we went for it. And we went for it. Yeah. yeah. And when we started, I mean, I was, you know, a, a true Maiden fan. I had all the albums, would listen to some a lot more than others. Yep. On the background, you know, I, I knew the boys, that was it. I uh, didn't know anything really about their backstories. I didn't read any books. Right. Nothing like that. And through this journey, you're deep diving. Wow, it's been like a year of, of a, a maiden grad school for me. Crash course. In I know, and, and now I have books <laughs> and all kinds of bootlegs, and it, it's been really interesting from my perspective because I've been kind of like pulled along. Like, hopefully, some listeners have been pulled along. Yeah, and uh, it's been really interesting. And now, it's funny. The whole yeah. podcast came about over me and you having a whole bunch of beer and talking about maiden. Yeah. So every podcast, we've oh. except for the first few, every podcast we've been starting with a craft beer. Yeah, we didn't have it right at the gate. Uh, I think the first few we didn't. Okay. I can't remember when it came out. Seems over. like we did. And we list all the beers we try on TalkingMaiden.com slash what? TalkingMaiden.com slash beers. You can see a list yeah. of every single beer that we tried on the podcast. So That's what's excellent. today's beer? Today's beer is the Mummer Brew 2018. And Mummer is like a Newfoundland Christmas tradition thing where people dress up. And uh, it's a 6.8% uh, beer. I don't know what type of beer it is. They call it the Mummer's Brew. But usually it's a dark, like, um, like high alcoholic sweet yeah, porter. like a porter yeah this year it's it's it looks clear anyway do not spend your time worrying about those wasted beers oh wow all right mm. looks good smells good smells good oh mummer's oh, it is, it is good it's it is a lot good. different from the last couple of years ones that they've done which were yeah. dark beers. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I like that. Sweet. Yeah, it's a good Christmas beer. <laughs> but that's an interesting beer. They always make good beer. We've featured a lot of Yellow Belly beer. Yeah, we've um, had a few Yellow Bellies on here. On our podcast. Another uh, thing for us, too, a lot of people, I think, will be probably listening to this episode for the first time. Not just because we've got Blaze on and, and um, we expect a lot of people to be interested in that, but because now we're on social media. That's right. We had a Twitter on the go for a little while, which I've been basically just posting to once a week, every Friday when our episodes come out. Yeah, we're 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 metal guys who are not 
crazy on social media. <laughs> yeah, I can't stand social media. So yeah, you. Josh said it. he's going to take care of the Facebook 100. So I'm totally going to do like a nosedive face <laughs> yeah. plant in the sidewalk on this. Um, I'm mostly just going to, you know, retweet and or you know through Instagram and, and Facebook. I'm going to share interesting stuff, but mostly just post out our. Our stuff and and if anyone wants to get in touch with us talkingmaiden.com on our website there's a form in there that emails us we tend to be email driven the thing i'm really excited about is there's so much cool visual stuff we do in studio uh you bring in all these obscure artifacts and we talk about it on the podcast but we really don't share any pictures of it that's so true. Yeah. we're gonna try and get that out on instagram and yeah. facebook so that's true i have a stack of wolfsbane albums here and a bunch of blaze <laughs> bailey solo albums here on vinyl yeah but uh you'll just have to hear us describe them <laughs> yeah, yeah well no i've got the the um the infinity infinite entanglement trilogy uh box set that you have i put posted on instagram oh okay so there you go talking you maiden go. on instagram uh deadly so yeah so blaze is coming in today so the blaze discussion has been a big journey through us um a big journey between us through this uh, podcast in the early days i wasn't a huge blaze fan not that i didn't dislike blaze i just felt that bruce i was so attached to bruce even paul like i liked killers yeah and and iron maiden but i just found like as soon as bruce started doing the epic early 80s stuff i was just all in on bruce and everything was lesser well i just found you didn't really know the paul stuff or the blaze stuff that's right it was kind of you were a little bit familiar with it but you'd never really well i knew killers yeah that's true I didn't love it. Yeah. I love it now. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I love them all now. But um, yeah, definitely. I was naive on that front. And you were always at me that like, don't, don't, um, you know, don't look down on Blaze. But is, as a lead up to this and through this podcast, um, I've started to realize what a body of work he has. So oh, yeah. years. Very prolific Blaze. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of people that listen to Maiden, if you're just a casual Maiden fan, they just know Blaze as Blaze is the guy that was the lead singer of Maiden for two albums. Yeah, four but, years. Yeah, but yeah. Um, he didn't just come out of like he didn't come out of nowhere. So he was in a band called Wolfsbane, yeah. pre Maiden, and Wolfsbane was a pretty big deal back in their time. So they're from they formed in '84 in Tamworth, England, and they got signed to Def Jam and Rick Rubin produced their first album. Um, before Blaze left Wolfsbane for Iron Maiden, they had three studio albums and a live album. The one that I really love is Live Fast, Die Fast, which I have on vinyl, and I love that album. I'm not that familiar with the other Wolfsbane studio albums, but this one I picked up on vinyl, and I listen to it a lot. And I have a bunch of 12-inch singles here, yeah. all singles from that album. From that album. Yeah, yeah when we, you, you touched on it briefly when we did the X Factor. We did, uh, we talked a little bit. where Blaze came from. Yeah. I was saying like how, well, this album, Live Fast, Die Fast, I think really stands the test of time. It doesn't sound that dated. Some of the music from that time kind of didn't age well. The stuff aged, I think, very well. That was I Like It Hot. So that's off that Wolfsbane album that yeah. I uh, love. So we played I should, that clip before. Yeah. I like it. So I should pick up the other Wolfsbane albums on vinyl if I can get my hands on them. Yeah. But I'll have to budget those into uh, 2019. Yeah. I just got a mint 
condition copy of the Silicon Messiah album. Yes. So that wasn't cheap. So yeah, I did hold off on buying more vinyl for a little while. (laughs) Yeah, I can imagine. We did, um, we kept this episode with Blaze under wraps and, um, you know, it's been, it's been a bit of planning and I've done a lot of listening, um, of, of Blaze stuff. You built a good playlist for us, highlighted a lot of stuff from Silicon Messiah as well as the, uh, Infinite Entanglement trilogy. Yep. I went back and listened to those albums independently. I listened to a little bit of Wolfsbane stuff, not much to be honest. Um, and I, I hit the clip that you'd covered before, but, um, Silicon Messiah is awesome album. So yeah, Wolfsbane was, they were pretty big. They had a lot of media hype. They actually opened uh, for Maiden on the UK dates for the No Prayer on the Road tour. Oh. Um, so it's not like Blaze just like came out of nowhere. You know, they were a pretty big deal in the UK metal scene at the time. Yeah. So then Bruce leaves. Maiden's looking for a new singer. They get hundreds of tapes submitted. Dave Murray said, I had that quote from Dave Murray where he said he had, they had boxes and boxes of tapes submitted. Yeah. And they auditioned a ton of people, which we kind of went into in the X Factor episode. I think Blaze was kind of their first choice to begin with. But anyway, he they audition a whole bunch of people. Blaze gets the job as the new frontman of Iron Maiden, and the Blaze era of Maiden begins. Yeah, just a few a few years before they were touring with them. You know, Harris is big on personality. It speaks a lot to how Blaze behaves, uh, how how much respect he has for Blaze, yep. and the fact that he wants to work with them. Because we've been through the, I've, I think we've tried to figure out the top five, the top ten. We keep getting various people that have auditioned against Bruce. We hear rumors and innuendo and. And uh, we have some confirmed, but there's just a load of talent in that list. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so he beat out a, a dense field. Yep. I read in Mick Wall's book, The uh, Run of the Hills, The Authorized History. I can't remember what the name of the book is. But uh, I think he states in there that I think Steve kind of reached out to Blaze before all this audition process as his first choice kind of to be the singer. So I think he was very highly regarded by Maiden. And they were kind of sought him out before the audition process. And then he kind of turned them down because he was into Wolfsbane yeah. and then came back around and ended up as a lead singer. So as a lead singer, I made in two studio albums, the X Factor, which I love. We're not going to get to the whole, if you want to listen to us <laughs> talk about the X Factor, there's four, over four hours of us talking about the X Factor. If you go yeah. back a few months in the podcast, but briefly, I love this album. Yeah. You didn't, you kind of, the more you listen to it, the more you loved it. And now you've come around and, yeah, there's still aspects of them yeah. critical on. Like I found there was a lull towards the end of the album. You didn't. We both picked out a lot of epic tracks in there. There yeah. are certain feelings. Sometimes I listen to it. I listened to X Factor again uh, yesterday, actually, and, and just in the build up to this. And there are certain aspects that I feel are a little disjointed, but that's just nitpicking. It's an yeah. excellent album. That's something it's else in my about top half, our right? podcast that I always wonder is yeah. a lot of times we'll like nitpick songs apart yeah like we'll talk about power slave yeah and we're like this song is only a nine out of ten and we just kind of dive into what makes it a nine and not a ten yeah but i don't want us to sound like we're coming off negative we we, we can't be here all the time going don't you love iron maid i mean we're basically saying like oh you know i don't like kate kate upton's haircut yeah (laughs) it's like nitpicking (laughs) right so yeah x factor i think classic maiden album sign of the cross man on the edge judgment of heaven one of my favorite songs on that is The Aftermath. I love that song. That's one of my favorite Maiden songs, too. Um, probably Maiden's most prog rock song, The Unbeliever. And one of their, I think, one of their catchiest songs, too, Lord of the Flies. Lord of the Flies, yeah. And feeling so high with this much adrenaline Excited but scared to believe what we've become
go. So yeah, or that's just awesome. And Blaze sounds great on that. On that whole album, I think Blaze sounds great. Yeah, that's truly a song that I think is a Blaze song. Oh yeah, yeah Blaze's version is the version of that song. Yeah, you know, getting getting pumped up for this interview too. I went back on YouTube and I watched uh, a bunch of Maiden shows. I sent you a few links um, of Blaze doing Maiden. He had a pretty good stage presence. Oh yeah, it was amazing. Was great. You know, yeah. um, in fairness to Blaze, I think their whole tour infrastructure has exploded since the 2000s. The budgets, the money, the planes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like even back then, I just don't think it was as... Well, even if you go back and look at the No Prayer on the Road yeah. and look at their stage setup compared to now with yeah. the inflatable everything. <laughs> yeah. Which is awesome. I'm not, I'm not criticizing it. Okay, so X Factor, we both yeah. highly rated. Yeah. Well, we kind of said yeah. it was a dark album. It was the first kind of prog yeah. era, modern Maiden album. Uh, it's a, a lot of slow growers. Yeah. So you really need to give some attention. And it's as good as the attention you give it. Yeah. If you really get into the songs, they're really great. They're not something you're going to listen to once and then, like, yeah. you know, they're going to cook you. There's no run to the hills on there. Although, there's a lot of catchy songs. No, there is. Yeah. But uh, then they go into Virtual Eleven, Lightning Strikes yeah. Twice, The Klansman, which is classic. Uh, we had a listener on the podcast who said Como Este Amigo was his favorite Maiden song of all time. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite Maiden songs, I had it in my list of when we did an episode on Underrated Maiden. I picked Educated Fool yeah. as one of mine. And uh, or another classic off this album, Future Real. I get an imposter, I feel the consider. I've got to say that I'm scared, I know they will Even so, I'm prepared. Do you believe what you hear? Can you believe what you see? Do you believe what you feel? Can you believe what is real? Future real. Future Real is, uh, I think, that's one of my favorite uh, Blaze songs for Maiden. Yeah. And uh, I think it actually showcases vocals amazingly. Yep. Um, Klansman, epic classic. Oh, yeah. Came out of this album. Like, yeah. you can't leave that one out. We haven't we haven't broken down this album yet. I haven't done my notes on it. I've just listened to it. I have listened to it a lot more since we did X Factor. Yeah. Um, just kind of to get ready for it and that. I, th- I think I'm going to come out of it. It's, it's not going to be in my top half of Maiden albums. Um, although, who knows. Yeah. Um, but... It's, it's, I'm going to hold it in a lot higher regard, yep. I'm sure, after we go through it. Yep. This, there's a lot of good Virtual tracks. Virtual Eleven on. is a lot of solid tracks. Yeah. I have a few comments about like some of the songs I think could have been edited down a little bit. Yep. Like Some of them are stretched out a little bit too much, but there's a lot of really great stuff. We'll get into that when we do the Virtual yeah. Eleven album. When we do that. So Virtual Eleven, you know, to be continued. We'll get on that. Yep. So then Bruce comes back. But this is, this is what I found so amazing when I look back on Blaze and Blaze's career. What really struck me here is he leaves Maiden. That can't be a great, great move for him in some ways. You know, Bruce had to come back. He wanted to come back. It was a fit for him. It was a tough time for metal. But Blaze doesn't shrink. He goes off and I think goes goes forward and produces his best work. Oh, Silicon Messiah, which is yeah. probably it, my favorite Blaze album. I would say if you take all of the solo albums by, yeah. if you take ASAP. All the Bruce solo stuff, yeah. all the Blaze solo stuff, all the Paul Diano, Paul Diano's yeah. Killers, Battle Zine, British Lion. Yeah. I think Silicon Messiah is the best solo album by a Maiden member. Yeah, we talked about that often. Yeah. I, I feel the same way. I think that's a pretty, pretty amazing statement considering yeah. some of the Bruce solo albums where we hold them. I don't know if I'd put uh, Sarajevo uh, in their soundtrack because that was plucked off other albums. Yeah. And we gave that such a glowing review. But we're going to have to do uh, Silicon Messiah. Yeah, And we should do an yeah. episode where we talk about all the solo albums together after yeah. we cover a bunch of them. But Silicon Messiah, Chemical Wedding, Tyranny of Souls. Yeah. They're like the top three for me. Yeah. 
Um, I haven't really given the British Lions stuff that much of a chance yet, so I won't really judge that yet. Yeah, but right off, I'd agree with you there. Silk Messiah. I think a classic metal album. Awesome. And if I'm going to send anyone to listen to Blaze and they don't know any solo Blaze, I'll send them right to that album. Because beginning to end, it's great. And it has my favorite all-time Blaze Bailey song, which is Stare at the Sun. It's the last track from Silk Messiah. So that whole song is like it's almost eight minutes long, and it's like a hundred percent awesome. Yeah. So the 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 artwork on it, the the, the title track, I love. Um, you had a bunch of them loaded up in that playlist, which were all great. Yeah. So we'll come back to that when we cover that album. Right. But he goes off on this era, and he just starts producing albums like crazy. Right. So and he's been super active lately. So give us a spin of this whole era since. May. So I'll go through it quick. But Silicon Messiah, there's so much to get through. Tenth Dimension, which is also awesome. Yeah. It has uh, Kill and Destroy. Have you ever heard? That was on the playlist, the Spotify playlist I made you, yeah. which is like, I think that's an amazing song too. Blood and Belief. Uh, then there's like some lineup changes in his band mm-hmm. over the years. And The Man Who Would Not Die, Promise and Terror, King of Metal. He's just putting up these albums. I'm not that yeah. familiar with some of these albums. There's so much there. Yeah, It's a lot to dig in to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he comes to his last thing. Well, not actually his last thing. The Infinite Entanglement Trilogy, which mm-hmm. is like this concept album. It's got a super cool science fiction story to it. 2016, Infinite Entanglement comes out. 2017, Endure and Survive, Infinite Entanglement Part 2 comes out. Last year, or this year, The Redemption of William Black, Infinite Entanglement Part 3 comes out, or came out. And uh, I've got them here in this box set, which is, we were looking at this before we started recording. It's really cool. It's got a photo book. It's six vinyl albums. It's got a certificate. It's got a whole bunch of cool stuff. And I really want to ask him about this when we... Yeah, we're going to get into it because the whole theme there, it fills the gap. You know, we always try to apply themes to Maiden albums. There's a huge theme across these three albums. Oh, yeah. Well, it's a pure concept album. Yeah. I love the voiceovering throughout it all. It's just like it's so cool and the artwork is so solid. These three albums really blew me away. I think they're going to become favorites of mine. Like, I've been listening to them in the lead up the last few weeks. A lot of concept albums you listen to, and there's a lot of, it's not a fully fleshed out concept album. Yeah. Like, this is a fully fleshed out concept album blazebailey.net go to his website you can get you can get access to it there there's some great stuff on there the volume so that's not actually his last thing that he came out he also since then came out with this acoustic album with thomas i think it's zwidgeson or zweizen i don't know how you pronounce it um i'm not usually a big fan of like acoustic stuff but when this album came out we got a bunch of emails from listeners saying you have to listen to the acoustic version of 2am on this album yeah. Which I did, and it's awesome. And I did listen to the rest of the album on the stream, one of the streaming services on Google. Yeah, on Google. Google and it's really good. It's on there, yeah. Um, yeah, it's really good. It's, yeah. The whole thing's pretty good. So Blaze has just been nonstop writing, recording, touring. Since his days in Maiden, there's a bunch. I've skipped over a bunch of stuff, too. He has another acoustic album a few years ago yeah. with the same guy. Uh, he has a bunch of singles, compilations, yeah. live albums. There's three live DVDs. Yeah. And he's just he, been nonstop. Yeah, he's been touring for Infinite Entanglement. 
Um, he's been uh, well. He's been touring with all kinds of people. We're going to step through three or four tours in the last year. Yeah. He's got more new tours coming up next year. He's going to do some Iron Maiden stuff. Yeah. So man, I mean, he's just been he's in the zone right now because yep. these three albums are awesome. Like his body of work, I got to be honest, we're super. I'm really impressed. He's got a huge discography. It's yep. like massive, and the quality is amazing. Yep. Yeah. There's a lot there to dig into. I love that about him that he left Maiden right, which is this huge uh, piece of his career. Which is, I mean, you're just on this this huge stage yeah and he doesn't shirk away at the end like what does he do he just takes it to a new level so yeah anyway he's coming on now in a minute oh man he's i'm gonna excited call in. we're gonna get ready for his call i'm gonna leave with one song i was the five or six songs i was gonna play off the new trilogy um i picked this one a thousand years the first album of the trilogy there's a lot of the main character he gets his consciousness transferred into like a machine and he's kind of questioning if he's still human and stuff. Yeah, that song Human is great. Yeah. I love that. But this song kind of sets up the first album. I picked it too because it's really catchy and it has mm-hmm. like a super blistering guitar solo. I think Chris Appleton's a guitarist. Yeah. Anyway, this is A Thousand Years from the latest trilogy.
Does he know the truth? No one can cope with the truth. This is the only way. All right, and here we are, joined with Blaze Bailey. Hey, Blaze, how you doing? Good, thank you. Thanks for fitting us into your uh, busy schedule. You've had quite a busy, uh, busy fall here now, eh? Yeah, just keep going. I've gone from uh, my own Blaze Bailey tour, then to South America to be part of the Metal Singers Tour with Udo Dirk Snyder and Doogie White. And now I'm on tour with Wolfsbane in the UK. Yeah, we uh, saw that you're the All or Nothing tour is currently ongoing. Yeah, we're right in the middle of it right now. Right. I also noticed there's a, uh, a Wolfsbane has a collaboration with Church and Brewery, a fellow to Heaven Brown Bitter. Yeah, they choose uh, a song title and they've done, uh, I think we've had four different beers up to now. We've certainly had more than Iron Maiden. And uh, they're brewed especially each year. And it's always a limited run of beers. It's not available in any shops. You've, you have to actually go to a pub to drink the beer at a church end pub. So, um, yeah, it's okay. It's a fun thing, really, for us. We enjoy drinking it, but uh, it's just nice. They're independent. And Wolf Spain are independent. So uh, it's a nice collaboration. So I saw this is the second Christmas that you've had a Wolfsbane tour and a Wolfsbane beer. Is this like a Christmas tradition? We're trying to make it that way. It's difficult to arrange everybody's schedule because everybody does different things all the time. But it seems that we can just about get something together every December. So that's what we're trying to do, really tour with Wolfsbane every December and the church and brewery come up with a different beer every December as well. Right. And then after that, you're back to South America for your full metal tour for the latest album. Yes. It's my blaze Bailey full metal tour in South America. And it's the first time I'll have taken my own full European band. That's been involved with the trilogy of, infinite entanglement that I've made and we're very very excited about it and uh, it's a short tour but we go to a lot of places and it's very very exciting and it's a big year for us it's the all of the songs that we'll be doing are the songs that we haven't played so far from the infinite entanglement trilogy there are 32 songs on the trilogy and that's a number that we specifically chose because it fits in with the story of the trilogy but we haven't had the chance to play all of them and it means that a lot of the big songs like the world is turning the wrong way we haven't had a chance to play so we're really looking forward to doing that next year so is the 32 is that tie in with the every 32 years the ships show up at the new world yeah, they're 32 years apart. Right. And also that um, we have Dark Energy 256, which is a reference to tuning, which was arbitrarily chosen um, in the 50s. They, cho- they chose what concert tuning was. And before then, it was a natural tuning, I think, of 448 hertz. Um, which feels much nicer than the 44 hertz, which we use for our standard concert pitch pitch 
tuning. And where uh, maths and music intersect directly is at 256, where uh, uh, maths can divide down to one and music can be expressed completely mathematically as well. So it's it's a, a thing that I really wanted to do to tie the whole trilogy together and have this base in this. It's not really a magic number. It's just a, a number that exists in science where maths and music fit directly together and can express each other. Me and Josh are big fans of this uh, Infinite Entanglement trilogy. We have the box set here, the uh, the six vinyl box set. Yeah, which is beautiful, by the way. The, the, the packaging, packaging is amazing, the art. Thank you very much. It was a lot of work for my team to put that together. I think it's come out great. Thank you. It shows. And when you open it up, it has the, uh, a certificate. And it looks like there's production notes from recording. Yeah, what I did, um, I printed so much stuff off for the three albums and I didn't throw anything away. So I went through all the bits of paper that I had, like lyrics that I printed off and things that I'd made notes on. And I counted out how many pre-orders that we had, the special orders. And then I divided up all of those notes so that somebody got something from the album, from the actual production and the idea so some people actually have lyrics that weren't used anywhere on the oh, album. Cool. And some people have notes that I was singing to or the notes that the engineer was using during or the notes that uh, Chris Appleton was using with the guys. So it's an absolutely personal thing. And one of the things that we, we pride ourselves on is that if we say it's a limited edition, it absolutely is a limited edition, no matter what. So uh, each part, each piece of paper is absolutely unique to the project and it won't come again. I also read online that you, uh, March, you have a DVD coming out of this tour? Yes, I recorded the full set at the end of the tour in France at uh, near Nancy at a gig called Chez Paulette that we very much like to do. And we recorded our own DVD and Chris Appleton they recorded the sound and he's mixing that right now and we've edited together the DVD and we, we think it's pretty good. It's not too flashy. It's a representation of what it's like to be at a Blaze Bailey gig. It's not about flashing lights there's no programming everything's a hundred percent live music and it's about us and our connection with the fans oh that's awesome that's awesome is there any truth to the rumor that there may be a novel or a book coming out about the infinite entanglement story yeah well it started as a book and i couldn't something inspired me the the book was the start of the entanglement concept when we started writing i had all the notes from the book that i'd started writing and we used that to come up with the lyrics for the first songs and it really fit together well and then i thought well it's a concept album and then further down the line i said well it's three albums because this story is three parts it is the leaving home 
the journey and the arrival and acceptance. So, and that's how it worked out. We managed to pull it off three years, three albums, three tours in, in one big chunk. And next year's tour will be all the songs that we didn't play from the album. Well, that's awesome. Uh, who did all the artwork? Because it's, it's awesome. We had two people, a guy from Sweden and a guy from Spain who also does some maiden artwork. And between those guys, they managed to find time to do the artwork. And all the time during the production of the album, then I was talking to the artist and sending them lyrics. And we were trying to get illustrations and ideas that would reflect the emotional intensity of the entanglement story. Well, Blaze, that's that's fantastic. You know, um, one of the things you've kind of defined in a lot of ways our podcast, because our podcast is very much a reflection on what is Maiden, who is Maiden, where is Maiden come from, and where has it gone to. And everything has always come back to we brought you and Paul into a lot of the discussions, and we get such a great feedback from it. And we've seen such a positive trend. So many people are coming around uh, so big to the Blaze era, and you've seen so much positive stuff lately. Um, how do you feel about the inclusion of two of your songs on the Legacy of the Beast set list? Well, I'm so proud. You know, Bruce is one of the hero singers of my generation and uh, a hallmark voice in heavy metal, one of the legendary voices. So for Bruce to sing those songs and do them so well, it's just absolutely fantastic. And it's nice, you know, to feel that my small part of the story of Maiden is a small but important part. It signifies a change as Maiden go then towards the more progressive side of songwriting and music. You can tell from the two albums that I'm involved with that there's a change happening. So I'm very proud of it. And on the day that the vinyl was released, then I did a special signing. I was in Finland and we, we did a very special signing in Helsinki for on the day that that was released because it's an exciting time. It's something that I'm very, very proud of, proud to be a part of. And uh, I know there are still a lot of people that absolutely hate me from that era. And I see that as a good thing because it's a strong emotional reaction. And I'm an emotional singer I sing with my heart and soul, and I put 100% of that into everything I do. So if some people hate me, then it must mean that some people love me. And um, and I'm very, very lucky to, to be living my dream 25 years after I joined Iron Maiden. I'm a professional singer making my own records with my own tiny record company, and doing my own thing. I'm an underground artist, and I managed to make a living with my music, my songwriting, and my singing. So I'm very, very lucky. It's, uh, it's something that I'm very proud of to be part of that legacy of Iron Maiden. Well, our podcast, we cover a lot of episodes, and by far the most requested album by our listeners was The X Factor. And, if you, and we did four hours on The X Factor, and those episodes are by far the most downloaded and listened to episodes of our podcast. Mm -hmm. So our audience of our podcast are like 
pretty hardcore Maiden fans. We've got no such a reaction from that. Those episodes. Well, it's very interesting. It's very interesting to hear that. You know, there's a lot of great music on the X Factor, and I have those songs in my set list. Occasionally, I'll always have one song from X Factor and one song from Virtual Eleven in the Blaze Bailey set list that I do now. So, uh, so it's good to hear that. Yeah, well, I have a stack of emails. I was going to read you quotes, but I'm not going to waste your time. I have a stack of emails here about that we got from people saying, uh, love the X-Factor episodes, one of my all-time favorite albums, top three behind Brave New World, Somewhere in Time. Yes, but I think we had at least four or five emails that straight out said it's a number one album. Yeah, like, we've had a yeah. lot of people I think, think with yeah. these things, a lot of it is the time in our life that we get an album. That's true. And I think there is a darkness and an emotional intensity on the X Factor album in particular. And many people that may have been going through difficult times or challenging times in their life could identify with those lyrics. And of course, there's so many great melodies and so much great music on those albums. Uh, I think People identify with that, and and it just stays with you. All of us have our favourite albums that, you know, we, we remember maybe when we lost the love of our life or something, some tragedy befell us, and we we needed some comfort. And if we're lucky, many of us we we take that from music. And um, many people that I meet when I do my free meet and greet at every single headline Blaze Bailey concert and many fans that I meet often say, well, it's my favourite album because it helped me through a very difficult time in my life. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's well-loved and it's one of our favourites and we haven't done Virtual 11 yet, but we're getting a, a lot of pressure to do that. And your journey and and since the podcast, or, or sorry, since, since Maiden, we've talked about that a lot in the podcast and it's interesting that you said, you know, I'm, I'm off and I'm a solo artist. I'm producing these things. Before you came on, we were kind of talking about a few of your albums. And uh, Silicon Messiah, we picked as um, our favorite album by anyone in Maiden, favorite solo album. And oh, that's, yeah, we, uh, that's a very high accolade to receive. Yeah, and we're going we're gonna to do a, a, a two-parter on it soon. And um, whenever you hear uh, Bruce talk about you, he, he speaks in such high regard and I have to say, I think it's because of the volume and quality of your solo work. And you can look at Bruce and the, and the amount of effort he's put into his own solo work. Um, but I have to say, I mean, you guys have such mutual respect. There must have been at least one tough moment. Is there ever any harsh words with Bruce? Uh, really, I think Br- Bruce got to a time in his life where he had to have a big change. And it's a huge job. And it is all consuming. So he needed that change in his life and he he had to do it. And I think for his own mental health and sanity, that was the best decision for Bruce. And, of course, that gave me an incredible opportunity. And I learned so much. I found my true voice when I was in Iron Maiden for my singing and um you know nothing that i've recorded or performed or written after maiden has has been anything like what i did before because i learned 
so much from Steve Harris and the guys about songwriting and about music and uh, about singing. And every single step of the way, I had support from Bruce Dickinson and he would send me, uh, he sent me a good luck package full of beer with a nice card and um, he he went to all the trouble of painting a brick yellow and sent it to me for my first big gig in London with Maiden saying, well, I wish you the absolute very best with Maiden. And before Maiden, I'd met Bruce as well. And post-Maiden, uh, we've met each other several times. He's put me, when he had his own radio show, he invited me on the show and played my music and he's helped me out using his um, his simulators at his business, his, his aircraft pilot training business. He let me make a video there. So he's been a big supporter. And I think, you know, when you put Paul and Bruce and me together, we are three people in the world that know just how challenging that job is to be the frontman of Iron Maiden. And uh, there's just a knowing look between me and Bruce when we see each other. Of Yeah, I know. How are you, mate? Yeah, I know. All right, yeah. Well, what's happening there? It's tough. <laughs> it's, there's no, it's just not easy, man. It's a huge, huge job. And, um, and it's just it's nice, really, that we've been able to have that relationship. There's absolutely no animosity, and there never has been, between Bruce and me. And there's never been animosity between me and any of the uh, members of Iron Maiden. And really, not a regret, but a chance I wish I'd had, I would have loved to write a song with Adrian Smith. Um, I wrote with Dave Murray and Janet Gers, and of course, a lot of work with Steve Harris, many great things. But I never had the opportunity to write with Adrian because he was never in the band at the same time as me. It's funny when you say that about the X Factor because uh, like two weeks ago, Steve Harris did an interview on Chris Jericho's podcast and he had nothing but awesome things to say about you and the X Factor. He said they were bloody good albums. That's good. I, I'm very proud of them as well. It was a lot of work and Steve and I worked very, very closely together and he taught me a lot about writing and um, everything on Infinite Entanglement and the way that it is, the arrangements that I've been able to do, then it's a huge reflection of the work that I did with Steve Harris and everything that I learned on the Silicon Messiah album. I knew when I made that album, because of working with Maiden and the way that they arranged things and did things, I knew I wanted a certain sound. And more than that, I think... Steve Harris gave me the belief in myself that I could actually make the Silicon Messiah album and I could achieve that and I could make a good album. And before that time, it always felt as if if I'd written a good song, I'd had good luck. And after Iron Maiden, it was, if I want to write a good song, it's a bit of inspiration and a lot of hard work. And it's crafted. And that's how I felt about the Silicon Messiah album and, and, and all my albums since. And on Infinite Entanglement, I think all of that confidence, all of those lessons, 
everything came together on those three Infinite Entanglement albums to to really show what I'm capable of. But I think it's the confidence that Steve Harris gave me writing with him specifically and learning the how to find these other parts of my singing voice. I think that's the that's the big thing. So please, please tell us you're doing a 20-year reissue of Silicon Messiah. Uh, well, we did it. We, we did a reissue of Silicon Messiah, and we did a Silicon Messiah anniversary tour where we played every song from the album. And now, obviously, we're, we're on to part three of the Entanglement trilogy. I've made a new full acoustic album with Thomas Faison, classical acoustic called December Wind. Next year, the live album and live DVD comes out. And I do all of the songs that I haven't done in the trilogy. And there will also be, at some summer festivals, there will be an anniversary set 25 years since I joined Iron Maiden and I'll be in the festivals. I'll be doing a big set of just my songs from X Factor and Virtual Eleven. I'm calling it the 25 tour to celebrate those 25 years because there's been such a big, such a huge thing in my life and I wanted to make it something positive. So it's the anniversary 25 years since I joined Iron Maiden and I'm going to, do a set list comprising of Virtual Eleven and X Factor songs. I saw that announced for the Rock the Coast Festival in Spain and a Sweden Rock Festival. Yeah, <clears throat> so there's quite a few festivals that have been very interested in it, something I'm very excited about. I'm taking two guitarists with me as well, so I have the full proper thing. The only difference will be that... Some of those songs I do arrange in my own way. So they're not, the way that I play them is not identical to the albums. And I play them my own, my own way in my own style as Blaze Bailey. The songs are essentially the same. <clears throat> and the hardest hardcore fans will maybe notice a difference. Most fans just when I've played these songs before, they've just enjoyed them and nobody's ever said, oh, that sounds different. But uh, I play them in my own style. Yeah, we actually had a listener who was at the Sabaton Fest. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was gr absolutely great gig, that was. Fantastic, lots of fun. And we were talking to him and he went into detail about how you kind of did your own versions of a few songs. Angel and the Gambler, he said you did like a... Yeah, it's a completely... It, it, essentially, it's the elements of the song from the album, but it's totally rearranged. So uh, you have to see it to believe it. Well, Blaze, that's fantastic. Uh, we know you're a very busy man, so we won't take any more of your time. But uh, before you go, we got one last question for you. Yeah, I had one last question about, uh, I know over the last few years, where it's almost Christmas, you had Rock and Roll Christmas, Long Way Home This Christmas. Oh, great. And Crazy Christmas is in like really high rotation at my house. Good. It's like my kid's favorite Christmas song. We listen to it all the time. Is there any chance of a full Blaze uh, Christmas album in the future? Absolutely. I love Christmas albums and I love Christmas songs. 
So that's a great idea. I never had that before, but absolutely there's a chance. This year's Christmas song is December Wind because it's set in December, near near Christmas, and uh, it's one of the sad Christmas songs, so it doesn't mention right. the word Christmas in it. But that's really, if you want a go-to Christmas song for this year, December Wind is the song to go for. But that's an absolutely great idea to do a Christmas album. And I've also been asked for a tab book of my Christmas songs. So I'll have to do another few Christmas songs, and I'll get back to you on that. Blaze Bailey, the legend. BlazeBailey.net, go check him out there. He's got tons of great merchandise, and he's touring all the time, so there's lots of places to see him. Blaze, thanks so much for coming on today. Well, thank you, guys. And just I'd like to say a huge thank you to all of my fans for their incredible support. Thank you so much for supporting me and believing in me. I'm completely independent, and you guys make it possible. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much for all of your support. Okay, man, that was awesome. That was really cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, he he's got so much going on. You know, we we went live at the interview and after, like, he's just such quality. Yeah, and he's yeah, super nice guy. Yeah, we he even gave a school promo, which oh yeah, which we'll, we'll, have be, to we'll unleash be playing that on everyone. Oh at some man, point. I'm I'm so pumped. That was just awesome. Yeah, that's cool. And he gave us a few great tidbits in there. Yeah, the in- Infinite Entanglement trilogy book coming. Oh man, point. yeah, you had kind of uh, teed me out of that. Now, yeah. the lead up, you're saying there's there's some some rumors there, and it was awesome to hear that that's going to happen. Yeah, Christmas album would be cool. Christmas album, he was and super open to that. And that potential. 25 tour, yeah, the 25 year, where he's going to be playing Maiden songs from X Factor and Virtual Eleven as yeah. a set list. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. How do you take the 25? It's 25 from there. The way he said it, I wasn't sure if he was talking about the number of tracks. Was he going to play like the full? No, I think it's 25 years. He oh, said okay, 25 cool. years. So I know yeah. I'm going to have to go back and listen to this because yeah, there's a blur. I'm still reeling. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was. Awesome. In a minute, I was a little nervous to Blaze. I'm such a big fan. Yeah. Anyway, I didn't want to come off as like. Well, it's funny because if I super did, fan. <laughs> if I had interviewed Blaze like like last year, I'd have been like, "Hey, Blaze, you know, and this, that, and the other." But I've been prepping so much now. I've just been like, if you looked at, <laughs> if you were to look at the stats on my phone and on my computer, you'd be like, "This is the biggest Blaze Bailey fan <laughs> in the world." And and you know, uh, and I've just become a huge fan the last yeah, days. So to be cool. able to talk to him like that, and God, does he ever give a good interview? Eh? Man, it was cool getting this insight into like the songwriting for the yeah. trilogy. That stuff he said about like dark energy two five six and the math behind it and stuff. Yeah. Like I, I don't know. I can't get enough of that. You know me, I love getting all this yeah. deep insight on this stuff. Like I never would have known all that stuff. Two five six. It's a. Oh, yeah. It's a you know a binary multiple. Of, it's like two to the power of seven. I think. Okay. Yeah. So um, you know you always see that number. It's yeah. why you see five twelve and you see a, a thousand twenty four instead of yeah. one gigabytes a thousand twenty four megabytes because it's binary right. math. So it is a special mathematical number. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty cool. But uh, yeah, I was a little a little nervous. I'm gonna admit, but uh, well, you handled yourself really well. Yeah. But after I... after you know. The first thirty seconds, he was like, "Yeah, you know, I wasn't." Yeah, well, you know, but, uh, I'm just a huge him. fan, and I wasn't worried about asking him about interviewing him. I was worried about sounding like a super fan. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to be. Yeah, anyone, yeah. Who, anyone. Who Have you seen my CD and vinyl collection and seen all the Blaze stuff in there? You'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> anyone, anyone who uh, who listens to this already knows what you're like, Nesbitt. <laughs> That's true. Um, special shout out to uh, Jarvis Leatherby. Yes, uh, good friend, Night Demon. Um, 
And we've got a lot of uh, listeners now who love Night Demon. And he's been back and forth with us uh, ever since he's been on the show. Yep. He's a friend of the show. And uh, we're, we're going to do everything we can this year to get to see him somewhere. But he's also coming on soon. We're going to team up in Number of the Beast. That's true. We got, uh, yeah. We're not taking a break over Christmas. I know it's December 21st when this comes out. Yeah. But we're not taking a break. So we're going to have Number of the Beast coming up. I think it's going to be three or four parts yeah. by the time we're done. And Jarvis Leatherby is going to be coming on to talk yeah. about you know, why it's his favorite Maiden album. If it's his favorite Maiden album. Yeah. why it's an important Maiden album. Yeah, and he made this happen today because yeah. he's, he's so plugged in the industry, manages bands. He's yep. he's at all the cool spots. He knows all the players. So he put us in contact with yeah. Blaze's manager. He said, you got to talk cool. to this guy. So yeah. shout out. That's awesome. So that's it for our first year of that's podcasts. That's a year. Yeah. yeah, and you know what? I, I really want to thank the listeners and everyone who's given us feedback. Oh, yeah. Because totally. so many great people have written in. Yeah. We made so many friends out of this. Yeah. Well, we went to the UK yeah. and saw a few shows over yeah. in August, last August, and we yeah. met up with a bunch of listeners. Yeah. And, uh, man. We've had guys listen in. We've had guys give us shout-outs from live set lists. You yeah. know, people calling in from uh, tribute bands. Uh, yeah. We, we had a guy along. from New Zealand send us some beer to do on oh, the podcast. Yeah. New Zealand beer, which yeah. eventually got here. <laughs> yeah, which was awesome. I the mean, best beer that we've had in the podcast, too. It was the best to, beer. Uh, yeah. Send another Sixer, James. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, it, it's, been, it's been awesome. The support we've got is great, um, and uh, the podcast is doing really well. And it's energizing because, you know, you look at it and you think, when we started this, you know, I was how long can we talk about Maiden? But I mean, we haven't done any live albums. Yeah. We're barely through the studios. We've got all this other stuff. Yeah. And now the tour is coming again. And this summer we're going to go see them. It's it's going to be a great yeah. 2019. Yeah, that's cool. Lots to talk about in the new year. So fantastic. Anyway, happy right. holidays to everyone listening to this. Yeah, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Um, get us on Facebook now if you're on there, Talking Maiden. Uh, on Instagram now, um, we're Talking Maiden as well. It's going to be pretty simple in the beginning, but you, you'll see some pretty cool nuggets. Um, I'm not sure how we're going to time the stuff coming out around the episode. So if you're an Instagram person, feel free to just check us on there. If you want to get in touch with us, do go to the website, talkingmaiden.com. You can get us on there and rate us on iTunes if you haven't. And just thanks for all your support this year. It's been fantastic. Right. And I mentioned this song in the interview. This is my kid's favorite Christmas song this year, currently. Uh, it, it's on iTunes. This is Crazy Christmas. From Blaze Bailey. Oh, but before we key that up, I just want to say up the irons and down the eggnog. <laughs>
crazy.